This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting here with a wonderful human being, Jenna Bush. Hello. How are you? I am very good. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, and Jenna, for the people listening, can you tell uh, people a little bit about who you are? Okay, wow. Um, I do a lot of stuff because apparently sleep is not my thing. You can use up to half of the podcast wow, on who you I, are. Wow, I will try not to do that. Um, okay, so I have been a geek reporter for many, many years. Before that, in my other lives, I was an actor and a makeup artist, but I do not do that anymore. Um, and I've written for people like AOL and coming soon in Huffington Post. And um, right now I started a website called Legion of Leia, which is to support women in sci-fi. Um, I have a show called Most Craved um, on comingsoon.net. I have a Doctor Who show and Homeland show on the Young Turks Network called What the Flick. Um, I've been on Tabletop with Will Wheaton. <laughs> I used to co-host a show with Stan Lee um, called Cocktails with Stan. And I own far too many swords and lightsabers. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. Not only for the content, but for the ability <laughs> to just rattle it off. Like, I sit at home and think about all of the things that I'm working on, and I have detailed lists, and then I go somewhere and people say, what are you doing? And I'm like, Netflix and I comedy. Like, I can't, I can never remember them. Yeah. I, I, I do funny things sometimes in public. I like that. I do some things. Funny in public, yeah. Um, so your obsession is geek girls. Yes, which sounds odd if you say that. Um, no, I mean, I, I actually, yeah. I've been a geek since I was a little kid. Um, I mean, I, had, I was the only girl in my school to have Transformers um, and all of... But that, <laughs> see, that's not the case anymore. So I was the only girl I knew that read comic books back many, many years ago. Don't do the math. But <laughs> now, so now my obsession is making sure that the world knows about female geeks and that we have our voices out there. Awesome, awesome. So when you think of geek girls, is your immediate association a positive, forward-moving one, or is your immediate association frustration with all of the kind of bullshit surrounding geek girls? Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That that is the correct answer, I think. Well, I think, I mean, the thing that's positive is that with social media, all of these girls like me who are into geek stuff who maybe... People didn't really know about it. It's out there now. You know, it's funny. I actually just did um, Nashville Comic Con, and I had somebody come up to me, a guy, and he said, um, he's like, you know, a lot of my my friends who are girls play video games, but they don't want to talk about it. And, you know, it's funny. You live in Los Angeles or New York, and you sort of have this skewed view of everybody being perfectly willing to talk about stuff that they're into. Yeah. Whereas it's not the case everywhere, um, and people are sort of laughed at. It was only a a number, I think maybe three or four years ago, where there was a little girl who was bullied for um, carrying a Star Wars water bottle. Right. And her mom, Carrie Goldman Siegel, wrote a book on bullying, but I had done an interview with her on Huffington Post, and it wasn't that long ago. And all of a sudden, all of these people crawled out of the woodwork. I had done um, a comic book, because I, I, that's another thing that I, 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 I write comic books. Um, so <laughs> I was part of a womanthology, which is an anthology of um, comics that were done completely by women. Awesome. And, you know, for Kickstarter, we were supposed to raise $30,000. We raised $100. Um, and that was pretty crazy. And all of a sudden, the comics industry was like, oh, would girls like the pictures on the page? Oh. Okay. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's very positive in terms of where we're going. However, the past few weeks have been a little dicey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's been a lot of uh, DC shitting the bed. <laughs> oh, so much. And then, you know, Marvel with their decision to use the Spider-Woman cover. Yeah. Um, yeah the Spider-Woman cover really 
pissed me off. And I saw yeah. I saw a lot of people that I normally like and trust going, what's the deal? Yeah. And that, that really pissed me off because I felt like the deal was pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. And look, here's the thing. Milo Minara um, is a great artist. He's an erotic artist. He does what he does. Um, but it was, so I don't care, like, he can draw or paint whatever he wants, because if I'm talking about how the fact that cloth does not work like that, that's body paint, and then it's in your butt, and it's really, it's unpleasant, um, but also spiders are not radioactive, and they bite you, you don't get superpowers, which is so sad. Uh, (laughs) No matter how many times you try. (laughs) Right, so it's not that I'm necessarily looking for realism in my comics, but, um, it was Marvel's decision to do that. That was a problem when they're actively courting female readers, and the the constant thing about how, you know, the 40, what is it, 48% of, um, comic purchasers are women, and then you get the argument that, oh, they're buying them for their sons, who cares, they're still buying them, they're still making the decision. Yeah. if they're me, they're buying them to pile up in their house. Um, (laughs) yeah, I trip over them now. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it's been a little a little frustrating later with the, lately with that and GamerGate and yeah. The in for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, it was kind of a sucker punch for Marvel because they announced that hey they're going to have more comics for women and one of them is going to be Spider Woman's going to have her own title and then they revealed this alternate cover that was clearly clearly mm. objectification of just utterly ridiculous pose that is a prominent ass and so also to me right like great, great if he's a, a, a yeah. an erotic artist. But to me, there was nothing erotic about no. it. It was like... It looked uncomfortable. An incredibly misshapen butt. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, if you... This is so strange. If you get into that position, I don't think your butt cheeks do that. But whatever, it's fine. It's just, you know, if you're going to go so far as to tell people about female Thor on The View, because that's where the ladies go, <laughs> um, <laughs> then then it seems like an odd decision. It was the same thing with, um... Do you know about the Where's Gamora hashtag? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so for people who don't know, it's, um... The Guardians of the Galaxy opening weekend, almost half the audience was women. Um, right. But And obviously these decisions were made long before that. But you've got these strong female characters, and we can go. We can talk about what a strong female character is. <laughs> but um, you've got kick-ass female characters, and it's awesome. And then you have t-shirts and lunchboxes and backpacks, and everyone on the team is on it except for Gamora. Yeah, and that's just insane. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it, it, you know, it, it makes me angry because, like, we're, we're here. Like, we're, I'm... I don't know a single woman who doesn't like something geeky. Yeah. Take my money. Have it. That's what's the, the weird and frustrating part to me of like, if it was just sexism, fine. Which right. is a horrible sentence to say. But, but if it but was different. if it were just sexism, then you kind of know the enemy. To me, a lot of it is really confusing of, you are giant soulless corporations trying mm-hmm. to make money. Yeah. Why are you screwing yourself out of money? Yeah. I have money. I will hand it to you. Like, I will buy a giant rocket raccoon. I own many things that are Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, so I will buy a giant Gamora, too, and yeah. I will I will purchase a shirt if the entire team is on it. Actually, at Nashville, I had a little boy come up to me, and they had been at my Women in Media panel, and it was mom and her son, and, and she said, go on, go on, tell her what you wanted to tell her, and he said... I wanted to get a Guardians of the Galaxy shirt, but Gamora wasn't on it, so it wasn't the whole team. I was like, oh my god, I love you. That's a perfect little geek. He, wa- was, he wants a complete set. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, we are out there, and I think people like um, Ashley Eckstein from her universe are doing, they're doing really cool things. She just put out a shirt, or apparently it's coming out um, with Gamora and Nebula that says sisters, which is kind of awesome. Ah, nice, nice. I like it. Uh, so I wanted to go back to your experience as a geek, uh, growing up as a geek. What was it like for you? You were in New York. I was. I was Probably on Long Island. Prime Star Wars. 
time. Oh, so much Star Wars. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I was obsessed with Star Wars. So did you feel isolated or did you have other geeks to play with? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't feel isolated because I hung out with a lot of boys on my block because I was okay. really the only girl on my block. Um, and so and none of them ever had a problem with me being a geek or being into the same things. Um what I did notice was that when I went to play Star Wars, I was always Leia because that was the only character I could play and right. they would switch off. Or Battle of the Planets. Yes, you can do the math. I was around for Battle of the Planets. <laughs> and you didn't um, want to play Mon Mothma? They didn't offer you Mon Mothma? Strangely, no. <laughs> <laughs> they did not. But, um, but yeah, so I, I could only play Princess. So, you know, and sometimes I was Lady Han Solo if I played Star Wars with my girlfriends, which I did because they were, you know, they. I mean, I was really the only geeky one. Okay. But but it didn't really change the way anyone dealt with me. It was just, it was frustrating because even as a little kid, I was like, why aren't there more girls in this? Yeah. You know, and so when, part of the reason Legion of Leia happened is when the new Star Wars casting came out and there was only one new female character and there were seven new male characters and I was so frustrated with this. And I yeah. was like, you know... I want my niece to see herself in a lot of different characters, and I want my nephew to see a whole bunch of women that are that kick ass. And now that's since changed, of course, and I'm totally psyched about the casting now. I mean, yeah. Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones <laughs> is in Star Wars. It's so cool. So, But, yeah, I, I was frustrated about that when it first happened. Yeah, that's totally understandable. Uh, so that's where Legion of Leia, your website, got its name. Yeah. Um, so what had happened was I was talking with a girlfriend of mine because I had written a blog post about it because my blog is Girl Meets Lightsaber, which should probably tell you something. <laughs> Um, so, and I said I was frustrated and that we, the female fans of Star Wars, are legion. It's been around for a long time and there's no excuse not to know that. Um, and I, the only thing I think now is that it was a, maybe a bad decision to only talk about the one girl when there are plenty of women and maybe some of them hadn't been cast yet, but whatever. But we were talking about that and I posted a picture of myself as Leia from when I was a little girl at Halloween (laughs) and she said, you know, I have the same picture and she said, I bet everybody that we know has the same picture. So on May the 4th, I asked everybody to change their profile picture to Leia. Oh, nice. Whether it was themselves, their dogs. Uh, Two of my cats had Leia buns on (laughs) that day. It was very painful and I'm still scarred. Um, but so many people did, a lot of celebrities did, and that made a huge difference. So I started the site from that because I wanted awesome. to do something positive. I didn't want to just bitch about it. I wanted right. to, you know, I wanted to be a force for change. Awesome. Awesome. At this point in our culture, what do you think geek even means? We're talking about girl yeah. geek. Girl is easy to identify. <laughs> yes. But what does geek mean? I think it means enthusiast at this point mm-hmm. um, because you can be, uh, people refer to sports geek. They refer to um, like a car geek. So I think it's anything you're really obsessed with. See yeah. how I did that? See how I just went full circle there? I'm so proud of myself. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, that's what I think it means now. Although I think when people say geek, they're generally talking about um, comic books, video games, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of an established... It, it's strange to me that it's still an established set of things, even though the set of things is ridiculously huge. Yeah, and you know what's funny? Because I think that, um, you know, when we're talking about the way that people were described, you know, now, every once in a while during interviews, people will say, well, I hesitate to call you a geek. I'm like, no, no, label me that. Yeah. That's what I am. fine. Yeah, like that's, my entire um, professional existence is built around the fact that I started (laughs) reading comics because of Storm and X-Men when I was a little kid. Nice. So I'm fine with geek. But originally that was not a nice term for people, um, and now you say like nerd or dork, also like those terms but so what I think is that a lot of the backlash that we're getting as women as female geeks is because it's sort of the death throes I think um you know a lot of old school geeks are like I have this thing and it's mine and no one else has it and that makes me special and this sort of now it's opened up to the world but the way I describe geeks is that old school geeks say I know this really cool thing about Batman and you don't know it (laughs) you suck 
Now, new school geeks are, I know this really cool thing about Batman. I'm totally going to tell you, and we can both know it and discuss it later. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I like that version much better. I had, I grew up in Minnesota, and I was a pretty isolated geek. I didn't even know that many dudes who were anywhere near as geeky as I was. Like, Star Wars was okay up to a point. Right. But then I got into Doctor Who, and that was clearly a bridge too far for all around me. (laughs) Uh, And I didn't know hardly any geeky girls. Like, every once in a while, a, a... girl in the neighborhood playing outside would go, oh, you're going to want me to be princess. Oh, fine, all right. <laughs> so I had the kind of stereotypical experience that I think a lot of the kind of asshole geeks out there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> had of kind of being isolated. But to me, in, so I think people get wounded and it, it was this thing that they had to sort of protect and cherish. Yeah. And now their protected and cherished thing is somehow being, I don't, how, I don't understand how they perceive it as an attack. Like yeah. to me, that's sort of like, I was sad when I was a kid. That I didn't have this thing, which was more friends who like geek stuff, yeah. and in particular, women who like geek stuff, and now I have them. Yeah. So what the fuck is wrong I with know. you? I know. I know. And it's so weird. I don't know um, if everybody's heard about Gamergate and what happened with Zoe Quinn, who's the game designer, um, but also Anita Sarkeesian, who runs Feminist Frequency, um, and she puts out these great videos about female tropes in video games, and the last one... Um, got her death threats and rape threats, and she was doxxed, meaning that they were putting all her personal information online. I wrote about it. I was threatened. Um, I had to ban 47 people from my Facebook page. Wow. And this is my personal page. Not that they – it's public enough. I mean, so they were friends of friends. But I had to ban that many people within one day for telling me to go make them a sandwich with M's by the way, um, and being and being actually threatening. And I, it's the weirdest thing. Like, I never thought I would have to have a discussion with my boyfriend about what happens if someone breaks into our house because I cover video games. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. But I think it's the same thing. People are afraid that, like, oh, if we, if we talk about the fact that women are sometimes portrayed in a certain way, they're going to take away our boobs. No <laughs> one's going to take away your boobs. There will never be a time in which there are not video games with big, giant boobs. Yeah, I mean, it... it it, it strikes me as like this sort of really stereotypical monster movie scene where you hold a mirror up to Frankenstein and he gets sad and mad and goes, yep. and smashes the mirror of just like, yeah. I, I like a lot. I, I, I watched that video and I really, really enjoyed it uh, because I really like playing video games. And it's one of those things of I have just sort of long ago, years ago, quietly accepted in my own heart. Eh, I really don't like it. That there's all this objectification, but that's video games. But that's yeah, that's what's and I there. kind of just uh, in the video, the video that she made made me realize, oh, I don't have to just accept that. Yeah, is is this sort of bitter pill I have to swallow with video games I like? Yeah, me too. Because I mean, obviously, I've played games. I've played ha- most of the games that are on there. I've played them and quietly seethed as <laughs> women were, you know, constantly raped or attacked or beat up or whatever. Or obviously, there is a plot point. Um, just to spur the male hero in action. But, like, look, you can play as a woman in Destiny. No one's going to, like, that's not really taking away from your enjoyment of Destiny, the fact that you can play as a woman. Right. So it's sort of lazy storytelling when you do that. Oh, it's super lazy storytelling, yeah. I think. Yeah, all the objectification, the the girl in the fridge motif. Yeah. Even if it was a boy in the fridge at this point, the yeah. sort of, like, the bitter person who has to avenge the death of, meh, so Jesus fucking Christ. of that. Uh, more dragons. <laughs> more dragons. <laughs> Don't avenge the dragons. No. <laughs> play around and burn people with them. Yeah. Uh, if you were going to attempt to cosplay as the concept of geek girls, what would your costume be? Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Um, I would probably, considering how I started, I would, I would wear, there would be many lightsabers. 
many, many 20-sided die. Um, and some sort of superhero outfit. I feel that I need a cape. Yep. I do need a cape. Um, there would not be a boob window. Like Excellent. Power Girl, there would be no boob window. But I should say this, because I've said this before, but it's it's a thing that comes up every time I talk about this. Like, I don't need everybody to be wearing turtlenecks. I'm totally cool with nudity, totally cool with sex. Like, yes. But what I've said a number of times is that if you show a woman a picture from or something from a video game or from a comic book, and it's a woman, and you look at her and you say, okay, I know, I can tell you, I might not know why, but I can tell you if she's sexual or sexualized. And I think any woman can tell you that. Yeah. So totally different. Totally different. And you can also have characters where, like, if you're writing a well-rounded, actual person, you know, type character, then you, then if she does something sexual, that's her character. That's yeah. cool. She wants a boob window, she can have the boob window. But if it's, if it's there and there is nothing behind it, then yeah. So I would, I would not have a boob window. But I might have tights. <laughs> you never know. Um, and maybe a Boba Fett helmet. Cool. Yeah. Because cool. it's in my trunk right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah. Going back to the, uh, the Spider-Woman Oh yeah. Concept uh, the the cover. Uh, I saw one one article where people were posting uh, pictures of Spider Man that were supposed to be sexual. Yeah. yeah. And they made me just think that the person posting that had never had sex because yes. there's that difference between like you said sexual or sexualized. It was just sort of having a body that is contorted. Right. Does not mean sex. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the thing because it's like okay you you can't you'd like everything to be equal and I would but right now you can't ignore the history so. Spider-Man is in this really crazy pose where, I mean, it's also physically probably impossible. Right. But, and yes, his butt is quite rounded, but it's not there put on display and the intention is not the same. Right, yeah, he's not presenting it. And there aren't ones where, like, to me, it would be if you you had that same kind of sexualization of Spider-Man, his crotch would always be forward of every other part of his body. Exactly. And I kind of want to see that just because it amuses me. I I do a little bit too. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. Okay, so, uh, sorry for the the spider tangent. You (laughs) would have a Boba Fett helmet, a cape, no Uh boob window, and then just D20s and lightsabers hanging off of you. Yes, I think that I would. But then I'm going by my geek girldom, you know, because I mean, I know I could... It's weird because I'm into so many different geek things. Like my version of that would be there'd be so much. I mean, there'd be a TARDIS behind me, and <laughs> you'd also be dragging a TARDIS. I would be dragging a TARDIS, and oh no, I'd get someone else to dress yeah. as a TARDIS and make them walk behind and the me. The dragon too. Dragon. Oh yeah, and there would definitely be a sword. Excellent. I have a lot of swords. In, in actual house. in a stone or a free? Oh, I think free of the stone. Excellent. I think free of the stone. If you had a dog, you could, could dress the dog as a rock and then the dog could walk with you. <laughs> I should clearly not cosplay. Wow. No, that's, it's, that was a very good answer. Uh, if you could modify any existing geek show or movie to make it better representative of women, to like move the cast around, what would you want to change? Wow. Okay. Um... Okay, it's it's sort of interesting because if you look at something like Game of Thrones, which I'm obsessed with, Mm -hmm. um, though it is a society in which women are oppressed, there are some kick-ass women in that show of Mm -hmm. all kinds. Evil, good, in between. You know, Arya, like, as a character, I love. I mean, this is a little girl that kicks ass and murders people. As a person, I would... Think she, I think she's crazy, yeah. but as a character, she's great. She's the Walter White of Game of Thrones. Right. We've seen why she is starting to behave horribly. Yeah. So we still relate to her. We love her. We absolutely love her. I mean, I have her sword hanging in my house. Um, so, like, you have something like Game of Thrones where, though it's an oppressed society, I still think it, it's really well represented. Or you have something like Farscape. Or, um, But I guess if I were going to switch something, um, uh, first of all, there would be more female superheroes in DC movies. Right. And that, you know, it's, it's funny because I had posted a thing um, – 
there's a new DC ride at a bunch of Six Flags, and it's a, it's all DC characters. There are five male superheroes and two female superheroes. It's great that they acknowledge that there are two female superheroes, yeah. but they're both tied up. Um, and two of the male superheroes are as well, and three male ones are coming in to save them. And though I understand that that's kind of, you know, like there are as many male superheroes tied up as are there are women, 100% of the women are tied up. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I want to see, uh, it's it's almost not so much a property that I want to see change. I want to see the landscape change. I want to see Black Widow movie. I want to see Captain Marvel as a movie. Um, I, You know, it's funny, I think sci-fi um, as a genre does a lot better than most things mm-hmm. um, as far as TV goes. Where, you know, you've got stuff on the sci-fi channel, you've got Firefly, you have plenty of women in that. And right. All of them is Joss Whedon, so of course you do. But you have a bunch of different types of women. You've got a kick-ass woman who is a soldier. You've got a woman who is very sweet, but a brilliant mechanic. You've got a woman who is a companion, which is basically a concubine, um, but completely owns what she's doing. So, again, I think a strong female character, there's a lot of different ways to be strong. So, yeah. You know, so I, I think it's more that... Um, that I would like to see more women represented and female leads. So yeah, let's talk about uh, about strong female character. In that has been there's been some kickback on that term of it yeah. being kind of abused. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, a lot of times, especially in the beginning of of sort of women kicking ass in movies, um, they either have to be somebody who was a prostitute who now murders people, or there has to be <laughs> some sort of like horrible thing, like yeah. a rape or a kidnap of a ch- or murder of a child to spur them into action. They couldn't possibly just choose to kick ass because why would you do that with your lady parts? Um, so, and then it became this thing where you have these women who wear all black leather, who completely kick ass, who kill people, but then you have to kill them off because the only thing you can do with a female character is hook her up with a man. Therefore, she you can't hook her up with a man because she's too strong and she's killed and if he hasn't, oh, nobody would buy that. Yeah. So you had these men with boobs kind of a thing so and again like you can have those characters but have more than that like right. just it you know because it's funny they, I believe we are 51% of the population and if you're doing historical drama and you're saying oh it's ancient Scotland like you might have one woman in a group of men who chooses to fight but if you're creating a universe you're probably going to have more than one you think about like the Israeli army and the amount of women in that the amount of women in our army and I don't know, it's, it's funny because the backlash against it is really weird because I'm sort of used to being in a group where um, people are perfectly accepting of that, but then you have something like Fox News and you have a, a woman flying a mission and they call her boobs on, boobs on the ground, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, boobs on the ground, yes. Yeah. Which like, is offensive to me just as a comedian because right. it, it makes no sense. It does uh, make And also no offensive sense. because of the horrible sexism. Yeah, well, I mean, it's so so many things that are wrong with that. Uh, but that, that you would... You, make a big deal about not disrespecting the troops, which of course we should not, but then you disrespect the first woman right. who's in command. So, How did you feel, uh, speaking of strong female characters, how did you feel about uh, Trinity when The Matrix first came out? I actually loved Trinity. Um, it, and it was funny because I she is that sort of kick-ass character, but she had more layers. I mean, now... The whole trilogy went off the rails right. with the third movie, which I I don't know about you, but I, I had to rewind that final speech so many times, and I still don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, um, yeah, on the third rewind, I was like, hmm, I don't think I care. Yeah, uh, yes, you had to stop eventually. But the, I remember being upset when the movie came out, uh, because a lot of my friends responded so well to, to Trinity, and I was happy for that, Yeah. but I was very frustrated by the example of she was literally strong in the, hey, she's great at beating people up, yeah, but right. then 
her actual narrative function in the first movie is just to prove that Neo mm-hmm. is the one by loving him is about like to me like the worst like that's a step yeah. back from yeah. Princess Leia yeah, narratively it is. for the, the the sort of strong female character and that's one of those that's one of those weird opinions for me of like I expressed it at the time my female friends were like no but this is a step that we need to take so shut the fuck up yeah. so I'm I'm <laughs> happy to see the discussion coming back around to. Who, that a strong character should be an interesting, compelling character. Yeah, yeah. And especially, like, it doesn't have to be a good character. Like, you don't have to be all... Because it's funny, I had seen an article written, I won't say what site, um, just ripping apart Joss Whedon's women and why they're, how they're not perfect. And I'm like, well, they don't need wow. to be perfect. They just need to be people. Yeah. It's funny, um, this is a totally non-geek thing, but I do a Homeland show, and I was watching that last night, the premiere, and, and Carrie is, the lead character, is not a nice person. She did something in the premiere that you just ah god you are so unlikable yeah but she's incredibly well-rounded and well-written so this character who is insanely unlikable you may feel sympathy for it but you can't possibly like her I, at least i don't but i appreciate that because she's a strong female character yeah. because she has as much of a life as the male characters do awesome i feel like we can take homeland as geeks i think like geeks yeah. at this point we're like hungry hungry hippo we will just we'll take whatever we want <laughs> it's like, we'll, totally we'll true. put it under the geek veronica banner. mars has nothing um yeah. uh, sci-fi about it except for the occasional freck but yeah you know james bond has been in the geek canon yeah. forever and that's yeah. the weirdest thing for people to be like pedantic and obsessive right? about I mean, uh, he's a super gadgets, cool spy but... Uh, but i'm gonna have a figure eight of him <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous um if you could have a drink at a bar with Princess Leia, what Ooh. one thing would you ask her about? Ooh. With the character of Princess Leia, character not Carrie Fisher. Fr- yeah, oh, I have so many questions for Carrie Fisher. Um, <laughs> but so many questions, and they're all funny. Um, I, think, I think it would be, um, what sort of female role model did you have, and what spurred you on to do what you do? Where did you learn weaponry? Well, I have a lot of questions for her, too, apparently. Yeah, where <laughs> did fine. you learn to shoot? Like, that's... Yeah. You know, and, and what's the backstory? Because it's really interesting. When you jump into Star Wars, um, they talk about, like, her not doing this again. Well, what'd you do last time? How did you get into this? How, how long have you been fighting? And, I mean, for me, that, that sort of stuff is fascinating. And, like, did you, how long have you been involved in the rebellion? Was this when you were a little kid that it started? Um, did your, par- your adoptive parents, knowing who you were, get you into this for a certain reason, but you don't know who you are? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. there's so many, <laughs> so many. But it's sort of like, what's your origin story, yeah. Princess Leia? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. How do you feel about Princess Leia from the modern perspective of all these conversations, going back and looking at her roles in the original trilogy? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I, Senator Leia is, you know, it's funny. I had a, a whole guy, a guy rant at me like crazy when I started Legion of Leia. 27 tweets, in fact, in a row, <sighs> talking about how I shouldn't need more than that character because she's the best character and I shouldn't talk about her. And he'd better not hear me say that I don't like Slave Leia because he just knew I dressed as Slave Leia. For the record, I have not, but I would. Um, <laughs> I would do some sit-ups first, but I would totally, totally dress as her. Me too. Yeah. On hey. the sit-ups. I say we do that, and we just walk around Comic Con together. I think that'd be <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think um, I think from a modern perspective, she holds up. She holds up like no one's saving her. I don't mind a good love story, so I have no problem with that. Um, yeah. I love a good love story, and I and the slave Leia thing. I don't know. I mean, I think it fits in the story. Yeah, I wish that it had not become known as slave Leia in terms yeah. of the actual 
name. Yeah. Uh, like maybe killing Jabba Land. Yeah. <laughs> would have been fine. Strangling him in a bikini lamp. Yeah. That would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think there's some a power about Carrie Fisher's performance because I have always thought of Princess Leia as a great character and a strong okay. character. Uh, in uh, I was reading the book that just came out, uh, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe. Yeah. Which I'm really enjoying. Uh, but it pointed out that a lot of the actions, like more uh, proactive things that the character was going to do, got removed from various drafts yeah. of the script. And that was that was really interesting to me because I'd never thought about it that way in terms of what does she actually do functionally in the story. And I just yeah. think it's down to Carrie Fisher just always feeling and looking like she is making her own decisions and being in control even if she's not actively on the page written. Yeah. To take a lot of charge. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't back down at all, even when she switches her accent. Yeah, uh, she totally. <laughs> she doesn't. owns that shit. Yeah, she doesn't back down. She rescues Han. I mean, it's. I I don't know. I just love her. I just never. I always thought she belonged in that group. Yeah. It wasn't weird that she was there. And it's funny because um, last night I watched the premiere of Star Wars Rebels. Oh, cool. And there are uh, a couple of different female characters in that. And same thing. They just look like they belong there. One of them is slightly uh, slightly more motherly type. One of them is a kick-ass, spunky young lady. <laughs> but they, they fit in the way that like they don't seem different than anyone else in the cast. They feel like they belong there. They're not there for the boobs. They're not there so that the girls have one person to root for. They're there as a real character and really a part of the team and that's what I think about Leia. That's great. Do you think there is any such thing as a fake geek guy? Yes, I do. Uh, (laughs) It's funny because, well, and you know, it's funny, it's a weird term and I say that laughingly, but um, you know, when we talk about fake geek girls, um, it's sort of, the term started out, um, a girl going and saying she likes Star Wars to, so the boys will like her, or an actress going on TV saying, oh, I totally like Star Wars just to be accepted. To be fair, if I did as an actor a baseball movie, I would try to learn all the things about baseball, and I'd probably say, yeah, I like baseball. I wouldn't say, no, baseball's stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you piss off the fans. But, right. Um, but I know, I definitely know there are people who, who talk about, like, they say they know more than they do, and they don't really like it. But I don't know. I guess, I think everyone has a way in to, yeah. to geekdom. So, you know, maybe they say they don't, they don't, they like it when they don't, and maybe they end up liking it. I don't know. It just... So when I say I think there are fake geek guys, I definitely think there are guys that say, oh, yeah, I, to- I totally have read that. I-, And they haven't. Yeah. But, you know, who cares, really? I think, yeah, I think it's just a thing of accepting uh, that it is okay to be a casual fan. Yeah, different levels of geek. You can absolutely casual fan. It was funny. I've told this story before, but I was doing a podcast at a comic book store, and Thor had just come out, and a woman came in and said, well, I just saw the movie, and I'd like to know where to start with Thor comics, and the guy was like, you just think Chris Hemsworth is hot. Oh. And I was like, one, he is. Two, who the hell cares how you get into comics? So yeah. if you were somebody like, I don't watch The View, but if you were somebody that was watching The View <laughs> and you saw those gorgeous shots of female Thor, then... You say and you say, you know what? That looks kind of interesting. Maybe I'll read that. You don't know everything about the history of Thor. Who cares? You read a comic book. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was at Comic Con I think uh, two years ago, and there were a bunch of people on the shuttle dressed as various Batman villains. And the dude dressed as Riddler just said out loud, really loud, "I don't really, I don't even really know who this guy is. I just like <laughs> green and purple, and everybody else wanted to be Batman villains." And I was like, oh my god, fake geek guy. That's exactly what people uh, <laughs> accuse women of doing, Yep. especially the cosplaying. And then he turned the conversation to just his absolute obsession 
with pot legalization. Wow. And went on and on for the whole... <laughs> so it was the guy dressed as the Riddler going wow. on and on about pot legalization. And it, felt, <laughs> and it felt to me like, he's a geek. He's a yeah. geek for pot legalization. Yes, that's not a bad geek to be. <laughs> Who and... happens to be experimenting with yeah. Batman. Well, you know, it's funny. One of the things I find as a female geek, not so much now because I think it's pretty out there that I know what I'm talking about, but you can't know everything about everything. And I no. found that, and especially with a lot of my geek girlfriends, they'll say things like... Um, oh, did you read this Batman comic? And then you'll get quizzed on every little detail of Batman's history. Now, I'm pretty good with my trivia, yeah. but if you get one thing wrong, oh, you're not a, you're a fake geek girl. And you're like, do you know every single thing about Saga? Do you know every single thing about World of Warcraft? Because talking about World of Warcraft, I have read every book <laughs> I have been in the set. I know everything about World of Warcraft. So, and then if I said to somebody, they're like, oh, I play. It's like... Tell me about the history of blah, blah, blah. Tell me all about Jaina Proudmore and, Earl and her history. Oh, you don't know that? Oh, you don't like World of Warcraft. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. But you are sort of called on. But I think that's the same thing with, like, women getting into industries years ago that men weren't part of where you had to be ten times as good as everyone else. So right. My guess is that will even out at some point. Yeah. I don't I feel that, that way, like... When you know I spend time on Tumblr and is a comedian, I I would love to have more Tumblr followers. But like I go and down some of the wormholes <laughs> oh. of anime or shipping, and like I only understand a little bit of this. But I bet you're probably going to be welcoming to me. Right. Yeah, and anime is the one area I haven't really. Um, I, I I don't really know that much about. I mean, I know I battle the planets, of course, but you know that's an area like with Legion of Leia. I want people to submit stuff on right. on manga and anime because it's it's not my area of expertise. But I did have somebody at a con questioning me about Batman, about Marvel, about Ms. Marvel, about Captain Marvel, about video games, and then they got to manga, and I didn't really know that much, and they were like. <laughs> You're not really a geek. And I'm like, what did I just spend the last 45 minutes telling you? Like, I have conversation. My sister was just out, and I was talking to her husband and my boyfriend. All three of us are crazy, crazy geeks, and she's not. And she's like, there are, there are like, stretches of 45 minutes that go by that I don't actually recognize a single word out of the three of you. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it is weird that it is that uh, everything geek is omnipresent. The stuff that used to be our, our closeted little weirdo world. Yeah is absolutely all of pop culture, but there's still such, you know, huge amounts of information that you can disappear into, oh, you know, a discussion of the actual alien race names from Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> so many. Don't I... you know what a roadie it is? <laughs> uh, so if you had godlike powers and could change one thing about geek culture, what would you want to change about our modern geek culture? Oh, um, it would definitely be... I would get rid of trolls. Because here's the thing. Like, I'm always up for a good debate. You know, you want to tell me, like, say, who would win in a fight, Batman or Superman? Like, we could go on for hours, and I'm totally cool with that. And you can disagree with me as strongly as possible. And one of the things that I say on the site, and that I I do moderate the comments. um, Smart. Especially because we were just flagged by a 4chan user who was like, you can't moderate 10 comments a minute. And I'm like, well, actually, I can. So good luck with that. But, um... (laughs) But yeah, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying all of 4chan is bad. I'm saying that person is a jerk. But that's the thing. And it's it's sort of this this anger that I would get rid of because I'm not really, I don't really understand it. Like I said, I yeah. think it's the death throes of, of all of this. Like, this isn't yours. This is everyone's. Um, but the, the, and there's a difference. And I have somebody that comments pretty frequently on Legion of Leia, who's sometimes kind of a jerk. 
Yeah. And sometimes totally cool. And you want to be kind of a jerk cool. It's the ones that go after you physically, personally, right. that threaten. The ones who are actual fucking criminals. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's the thing. Okay, so there was a thing. I wrote on Legion of Leia about the Emma Watson thing. Now, we've since right. learned that this was maybe not a 4chan user, that this was a site that was trying to do this for publicity. Um, but people people really went crazy on me. And there was a woman who actually was tweeting with me. At least I think she is. Um who was saying that, well, it's Emma Watson's fault for posing nude. And I was like, well, no, she didn't actually pose nude. It was the upskirt shots they were threatening to release. Um, And I said, you know, I don't care if she did. Like, pose for all your pictures. You pose for a magazine or photo shoot or something. Well, yeah, they'll probably get out there. You pose like some of the others personally on your phone for your significant other and it disappears and you delete it and it somehow comes back to bite you in the ass, you know, a few years later. You haven't done anything wrong. No. Pose for all the nude pictures you want. And she was like, well, then they should lock them in a vault on a thumb drive in their house. And I'm like, so, <laughs> so let me, because she's like, they're no, the ones I'm that are picturing like 4chan burglars actually yes. trying to sneak in. And well, that's the thing. And I was it's like, theft. it's yeah, fucking theft. It's theft. And I was like, if someone broke into your house and stole that thumb drive, is that not theft? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, then why is it not theft if it's on the cloud? And she's like, well, they're setting back our cause. I'm like, so as feminists, wow. we should wear turtlenecks, never do anything that is unsafe in any way, not live our lives in any way that we want to, just so we don't cause problems. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. It was the same thing with all the, the threats. And Anita Sarkeesian told the cops that she was being threatened, and they said, oh, your line of work is is dangerous. Why don't you quit? From a cop. (laughs) What? Really? But that, you know, all of these things are being sent, and everyone said, oh, don't worry about it. It's somebody in a basement. It's no big deal. And I'm like, if someone wrote the things on a piece of paper that were sent to her online and delivered them to her house, since that person obviously knows her address, delivered them to her house, they'd be arrested for it. But because it's online, it's... I love the phrase, you shouldn't be afraid. It's just a guy in a basement. Every serial killer ever has been a guy in a basement. Because you don't know what else is in the basement. There are guns and bodies and clown masks and... And Lotion and the basket. Oh, not good. Horrible, horrible. Uh, (laughs) So yes, so trolls. Wave wave of your godlike hand and you would be able to debate with people who disagreed. Yes. But not the just hateful, hateful yelling and threats. Yes thinking their opinions are facts. Uh, <laughs> so this is uh, the how obsessed are you questions. Okay. So do you think about geek girls every day? Yes, because <laughs> I write for that site every day, and now, now I have some people writing for me who are doing a bunch of recaps, but for the most part I write everything on the site. So there is not a day that yeah. goes by. And, and it's, it's so great that so many people are doing so many terrible things that it, they're in the news all the time. <laughs> so I wake up in the morning and it's right there in front of me. So you just check quickly. Oh, yeah. We did a horrible thing today. This is the first time I've asked this question. Well, you are a geek girl. So it's sort of like I'm saying, do you think about yourself every day? I I do in a weird because of mirrors. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, How much money have you spent on geek girl related projects? Oh, God. Wow. Um, Does running a site that I make no money on count? (laughs) Yes. Um, How much time money? Not time money. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we're talking about like toys that I've bought, geek girl stuff. Yeah. Oh my God, all of the money, all of the money that I, I mean, my desk seriously looks like a toy store. And when I moved in with Jeff, like between the two, he used to design Star Wars toys. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, for for, Channel Giant. Wow. And um, yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot of toys. I mean, if we sold all of them, 
We would probably take a trip. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really great. Yeah, a yeah. lot of money. I spent a lot of the money I got for college scholarships on Star Wars figures because they As stupidly just gave it to me in cash. Oh, and, yes. uh, yeah, my friends, the Double Clicks, were playing uh, mm-hmm. at playing a concert, I can't remember where, in their plane in front of this wall of Star Wars action figures. What? And I, I just couldn't stop myself. So somebody posted the picture, and I just enlarged it and looked past my actual friends. <laughs> like, they're standing in front of, like, college for me. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, I like the Star Wars action figures. Um, would you discuss Geek Girls with Hitler? I would would have to kick him repeatedly first, <laughs> so probably I wouldn't talk to him so much as beat his ass. Okay, so you, you know would, with the sword and I have swords and lightsabers. So you and would stuff. beat him in a geek themed manner. In a geek themed manner, yes, yes, with Arya's sword, I would murder him with Arya's sword. You would murder Hitler with Arya's sword. So yes. in a way, that is a discussion. Yes, yes. <laughs> Short one sided discussion, which is great. <laughs> Because uh, he would probably be a troll. Uh, <laughs> yes. Would you skip a friend's wedding to walk uh, to go to a geek girl convention? Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I normally at conventions, <laughs> I'm moderating panels, or I'm I have panels, or I'm on panels. So um, yeah, I've had to miss a lot of stuff for cons. So, and it, so your presence there is just there's no doubt about it. It is a priority. Yeah, it is. And I'm sad like I can't go to New York Comic Con this year, but I'm I just did Nashville and I'm doing Epic Con in Ohio. Okay. So there's there's a lot of cons, a lot of cons, and miss a lot of stuff. Yeah, and a well, lot of sleep. That's cool that you just accept it and you don't have to. Is what it is. Be so frustrated about it. No, every time it I comes just up. you know it's part of my job, so I mm-hmm. kind of have to be there because my obsession is also the thing that I do for a living. So yeah. <laughs> I have an excuse. I gotta work. Gotta work this weekend. I mean, it'll involve uh, involve buying Darth Vader figurines, but but yeah, it's work. It's totally work. <laughs> Excellent. Would you swear at a nun in defense of Princess Leia? Yes, because I love swear words. <laughs> I love them. I think they're wonderful. Um, all of them. There are none that bother me. So really? Oh yeah, yeah. The one you're thinking of. Doesn't bother me. So <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I would. Um, I get very passionate about this stuff, um, but I wouldn't be mean, you know? Right. I really would only swear if she swore first. So you would just calmly call a nun the C word. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> I mean, maybe I wouldn't call her the C word. But I think it, it would have to be provoked because when I get right. into my angry discussions about stuff, I don't yell first. Okay. So much like we can discuss who shot first, exactly. I don't yell first. Who so, swore first. Yes, because my discussions are usually fun, but you know, if the if the nun starts cursing and throwing the C word out there, I'm gonna throw it right back. I want you to make a t shirt that says Jenna swears second. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that. I will use a magic marker and create it right now. Excellent, excellent. Uh, would you read slash fiction about your favorite geek characters? I I have, though it's not normally my thing, but, you know, for work, it's <laughs> ever air quotes right there, I have actually had to read, I had to read a lot of weird stuff for okay. work. I had to read, well, I had to read Twilight for work, I had to read Fifty Shades of Grey for work. Wow. Um, I have to sometimes read slash fiction and fan fiction for work. Um, and then people send it to me a lot. I do um, voiceovers for the My Little Pony trailers. Oh, cool. And sometimes um, the bronies send me things. And... <laughs> I and I love them and they're wonderful and super supportive. But every once in a while they'll send me something and I'll start reading it. And because I was because they're, they're so nice, I click on their stuff. And then yeah. there was a there was a fan fiction or slash fiction thing about I don't even think that you can physically do that. <laughs> and then someone sent me one because they heard that I like Soul Caliber and they sent me a Soul Caliber one that is in there forever and may me cause me to get therapy. Because <laughs> wow. So yes, I I have not by choice, but but you do not shy away. 
No, no, no. I do not fear the... Well, all right, I fear the... So if somebody says to you, <laughs> My Little Pony, Soul Calibur, slash fiction, oh. and you would just say, For work. For work. I'll do it. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, if you found out that Wonder Woman was real, mm-hmm. and she was your sister, oh. what would your reaction be? Train me. <laughs> Train me and where are my powers? Because if you, if you were related, like, I, I totally need my powers. And I'd be fine with that because when I was a kid, I actually used to take scotch tape and loop it around my wrist and then color it with yellow marker so I had the, the bracers. And um, and I, I stole rope out of my dad's basement and same thing, colored it um, with marker so that I could use it as a lasso. So, yeah, I would be fine with that. I would be so psyched. Yeah, and you said bracers instead mm-hmm. of bracelets. I know. Has this been a thing? For you? I just... I've been yelled at about saying bracelets. Yeah. Say, technically, they're bracers. Yeah, and I, I don't even mind. Like, I don't need everybody to get all the, the terms correct. It's just that I, <laughs> I, you know, I play World of Warcraft. I play Dungeons and Dragons. I know a lot about weaponry and um, armor and, yeah. Okay, so that so. is a particular area of expertise. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I've been asking people to make a noise to sum up their obsession. So is there a noise you can make to sum up your obsession with oh, geek girls? Oh, if you'll, if you'll forgive the woo girl sounding. Woo! That's really the only noise that I can think of because I've been at a lot of cons and any time a kick-ass female character comes on stage or a person who plays her, that's woo is what you hear and it's piercing and it makes my ears bleed, but it's fine. So a nice piercing woo. A nice piercing woo. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and here are our final questions. If you could turn into an animal once a month, what animal would you turn into? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. See, it's it's a sort of a weird thing because, like, if, if there was an animal, I, I need to be in a different location for it. Like, I would love to be a panther, but, like, you really can't walk around Los Angeles as a panther. <laughs> you know, like... You, you can, could, but... You could, you could be, like, a squirrel in Los Angeles, or you could be... You could, oh, you could be a cougar. I could totally be a cougar. <laughs> That's not that kind of cougar. I not know, that kind I of know, cougar. I um, but I could, I could go hang out yeah, in the park. Yeah, I, you could totally, yeah. Yeah, I like the cat thing. Maybe it's because I have three cats. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of that. Or... Or a Venezuelan poodle moth. <laughs> what the fuck is <laughs> no, that? No, I just, I, okay, so you just look up Venezuelan poodle moth. It is the weirdest looking bug you've ever seen. Okay. And I just think it's cute and fuzzy, so. And you just, you'd flap around? I would flap, yeah, well, you know, that would, that, I have three cats, so that probably wouldn't work in my house. <laughs> I'd have to lock the door first. <laughs> okay, so you would, depending on your location, mm-hmm. either a cougar or a Venezuelan poodle moth? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> My spirit animal, <laughs> I think. And if you were an action figure, what would your accessories be? Oh, there would definitely be a sword. Without question. A sword and a crossbow. A sword and a crossbow. Well, you, nice. need, you need a melee weapon and you need a ranged weapon. Because, <laughs> you know, when I, work, I used to work for UGO and we, have to, we had to ask this question, who would win in a fight, a minotaur with a trident or a centaur with a crossbow? Okay. And my answer was always centaur with a crossbow because ranged weaponry is so much easier, but if you do get up close, you need something stabby. Yeah. So I, I would have a sword and a crossbow <laughs> and a lightsaber. <laughs> something uh, something from far away and something nice and stabby. Yes. And a lightsaber. I think yeah. I think because. everybody pretty much when you ask this question is oh and a lightsaber. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and the final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? Oh wow. Happiness is a day off with nothing to do but play World of Warcraft. That is awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much. That is our podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. 
Surprise, you've reached the end of the podcast, and here is a plug for an upcoming show. If you're in the Los Angeles area, you should come to this. If you are not in the Los Angeles area, you should move and or tell your friends to come to this. The This is a show called Hot Comedy Dreamtime, and the premise of the show is that it fulfills comedy fantasies. I ask cool people to come on the show, I ask them what it is that they would like to do in front of an audience, and then we write scripts and we perform them for you, the lovely audience. This show will be on Monday, October 20th, and you can find out all of the information at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. And as a reward uh, for you listening to this plug, I'm now going to woo for you Um, But I'm going to try not to do a piercing woo, but rather a deep, throbbing, manly woo. Here we go. Woo. (laughs) Woo.